Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. I know that there is a word for this service today. Sister Burke is going to preach the word of the Lord today and... Um, I know that God is going to give us something that is going to give us direction and guidance and strength and benefit for our walk with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, church, for worshiping and entering into the presence and power of God. I know God is pleased with our worship. He loves when we come together and worship him and praise him. Amen. We're going to pray for Sister Burke that the Lord would speak through her today. Amen. Let's all pray together. Stretch your hand toward her in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you will touch Sister Burke today. God, let her feel the power and anointing of your spirit. Let it flow through her, God, today. Let her feel that power and liberty of the Holy Ghost. God, we thank you for the word that you have given to her to deliver to this congregation. We're going to receive it into our heart and into our life. God, we praise you for it here today. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Supposed to hug the preacher. Which one do you want us to use? Our sound. This one. Praise the Lord, everybody. If he goes, we're on. Hello? Can you hear me? Okay. I can't hear me, Brother Arnold. <laughs> it's uh, not written in the Bible, so that makes it not a fact or truth. But somebody said the B I B L E, basic instructions before leaving earth I'm thankful there's a lot of times I don't like instruction but I'm thankful for it because it is to the saving of my soul and I will say today that as the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses let every word be established and Brother Ayers and Sister Janae have already talked a little bit about what I'm going to be talking about today. So to me, that feels like one thing, that God has something to say today. And I don't know about you, but when he speaks, I want to listen. Because he knew who was going to be here today. He knew who wasn't going to be here today. He knows all. He lined this up as we align ourselves with him. This is a message the Lord gave me a long time ago and told me recently, prepare it 
because you will be preaching it. I didn't know when, but he knew when. And that's okay with me. I'm submitted to him. We're going to look at Isaiah 14, 12 through 16. Isaiah 14, 12 through 16. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into the heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee and say, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Matthew twenty or 12 and 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself will not stand you may be seated it was a while back I was traveling and staying in a hotel room And I will tell you right now, this does not happen to me very often. I woke up trembling in the presence of the Lord. I was sound asleep. I didn't go to bed with my mind asking the Lord, please speak to me in the night. Tell me something you want to tell me. I just woke up. He woke me up with his presence. And I... It was so powerful. I was trembling and crying in his presence. And he spoke to me and he said, there is a dividing line between heaven and hell. Well, at that point, I was fully awake. He had my undivided attention. And the Lord said the dividing line started a long time ago. It's a line that will always divide my people from me. It's a line that I hate because it brings division between me and people. It is the line of pride. Even the origination of it was a dividing line. The very dividing line between heaven and hell has remained true even until today when Lucifer decided to elevate himself and show himself off in a prideful way 
and take the attention off of God and put it on himself. How good he was. How beautiful he was. How he's going to know as much as God knows. The line was drawn. This isn't a line that was drawn in the sand. It was a line of division. It was the line that I've demonstrated before that says P-R-I-D-E. It's a line that divides me from you and you from me. And it divides us from God when we allow it to happen. Now some may be thinking, well, she's not talking to me because I was brought up with nothing. My family doesn't have a name. Nobody knows who I am. But pride appears in so many ways. And over the last several months, the Lord has lovingly showed me how pride is so strong in all of our lives. And the very one to say, I don't have pride. I'm sorry, you do. <laughs> because we all do. It's the original dividing line between heaven and hell. And its continued success should scare us and wake us up and make us take notice. It is a small, seemingly insignificant line of division that is tripping men and women into the same original fall that Adam and Eve experienced in the beginning. Satan wasn't satisfied with his own pride and falling. Genesis 3, 4, and 5 says, Then the serpent said to the woman, You're not going to die. God knows that in the day you eat, your eyes are going to be opened. And then he said, And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The very basis of pride is a lie. Making one believe that they are over another, smarter than another, so on and so on. Lucifer, the liar, the father of lies, used this same line of pride to Adam and Eve and they tripped right over it. And the division continued. Just as the line of pride got its beginning when Lucifer started protecting and pr promoting himself, his ideas, his rights, himself. Sad to say that line is still there. And it's still bringing division. Pride is self-preservation. Pride, the original sin, some call it. The line that divides this half of the church from the other half of the church. The line that divides husbands and wives. The line that divides adult children from the ones who nurtured them and loved them, their parents. Sin cannot separate us from God. Death cannot separate us from the love of God, I should say. 
Persecution cannot separate us from the love of God. Nothing, and not even pride, can separate us from the love of God. And thank God for it. But when I began to be full of myself, when I don't need you, and I don't need God, and I am self-sufficient, and I am self-reliant, and I think I'm the most important one in the room, and you are just blessed to know me. I draw a line. God, the Bible uses the word hate with the word God. We don't see that very much in the word of God. But there are a few things that he hates and pride made the list. This is the kingdom of God. And it was never meant to be divided. Your household was never meant to be divided. It is pride that brings division. And it brings division even in the body of Christ. And it should not be. When I will not bow to you and you will not bow to me, not literally, we're not princesses and princes here, prince and princesses, but our will to one another. As Sister Janae just said, submitting to one another. That you know what, you just could be right and I just might be wrong. And we don't like to admit it at all. But it's the truth anyway. Jesus said in Matthew 23, 11 and 12. But he that is the greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. You will be humbled if you exalt yourself. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted submission all throughout the word of God submission we are to first and foremost as we know submit to God we are to submit to those in authority over us wives are supposed to be submitted to husbands as they are submitted to God and church, we are to be submitted one to another. But submission requires something. It requires obedience. That word obedience, what is right in the middle of it? It's the word die. When I die to myself and my needs and what I want and what I think is right, I can be submitted to you. That's what happens when we submit one to another. We die to our own will, to our own ways, to always being right and everyone else being wrong. Pride brings division. Proverbs says only by pride, only by pride comes contention, arguments. Pride shows itself in some of the most unusual ways. 
But every single one of us, if we will be honest before the Lord today, can say, yes, I deal with pride. Let me ask you this. Have you ever had an argument? Then yes, you deal with pride. Because all an argument is, is trying to prove that I am right and you are wrong. And some of us are really good at it. <laughs> but the Lord began to show me so many things about pride. And hey, I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to tell you what he showed me about me. And you can just think about you. Part of it was when, uh, right after I had my surgery, and my goodness, I'm used to taking care of myself, and when my kids were younger, taking care of them, and I love taking care of the grandkids, all of that, I don't care, I just want to take care of everybody, and make everybody happy. And my husband, on the other hand, doesn't have to take care of anybody because I take care of him. Well... He takes care of a lot of people's furnaces and air conditioners. And he takes care of your soul. So. But as far as waiting on people and cooking for them and all of that, he's definitely not used to that. And so I am laying in bed, not supposed to be moving a whole lot, in pain, whatever. And my water is in the other room. And he's at home. I'm in the bedroom. He's in the other room. He can hear me selectively. And, and uh, I would not call for him to bring me my water. I'm like, he should know. He should know. I mean, it's just stupid. <laughs> but don't tell me you've never done it. He should know that I am thirsty. He should come and ask me if I want my water. He should notice that I left it in the other room. And I would not. I would not call for it. He should know. So I'm like, oh, oh, rolling out of the bed. Oh, oh, I'm so hurting. And I go, and he's sitting there on the couch. Get my water for myself. And he's like, babe, you need something. <laughs> Do I need some? Oh, no, I've already got it by now. Thanks. Get my water all by myself. <laughs> That's the sister Burke that lives down the street. <laughs> That's his dual personality. <laughs> and the Lord. Oh, man. He's so nice. He's like, you are so full of pride. You can't even ask for help. And then I begin to think about it. When we just expect somebody to know what we're thinking, because we're thinking about ourselves. And we do a lot of thinking about ourselves. He showed me one time I was upset with someone and I'm like complaining to the Lord and I'm like, well, this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 and they do this, and they do that, and they do this, and it should be different than this. And the Lord's like, that's because you're making it all about you. I, you know, I really enjoy those conversations. 
But he has shown me over and over again the pride that we have in our lives and that it is not pleasing to him at all. When we have to be so strong in our opinion about something and we will not listen to what other people are saying. He said it is in the home, continuously in the home, husbands and wives against each other because you are right and they are wrong. When in reality, they just see it differently. I was telling Sister Lonnie about, I think it was about the water. I wasn't complaining. I was just telling her about it because it was funny. And uh, I was telling on myself and she said, it's his unassigned ability. <laughs> it's not one of his assignments to be a nurse or a caretaker of you. One day it will be probably. <laughs> but the Lord was saying to me every time that, you know, social media has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. You know why? Because it's a platform for everybody to make their opinion known. Let me tell you how I see it. Whether we are right or whether we are wrong, we're still pridefully putting our thoughts out there. This is my opinion. And if we're not careful, we think our opinion is the gospel. We think the way that we see everything is the right way. We think the way that we've been raised is right and the way that you've been raised is wrong. And that is nothing but pride. It's contention. It causes contention and it brings division. We have a world that is so divided. The Bible is true when it says in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. They will be boastful. I'm going to put out there everything that I think is right. And you better hear what I have to say. And then the argument just continues online. Why? Because you're trying to prove you're right. And you're trying to prove the rest of the world is wrong. When in reality, it is your opinion against someone else's opinion. He said they're going to be boastful. They're going to be heady. They're going to be high-minded, thinking nothing of anybody else, but thinking about themselves, promoting themselves. What can I do to get you to look at me and notice me and take my opinion on? Because my opinion is right and your opinion is wrong. I will say this. If this does not back it up, why argue about it? This is the only truth. This is all the facts that we need. The only thing we ever have a right to argue about is if someone's saying something against what this word says. Everything else, just opinions. Just opinions. But I am telling you what it is doing in the kingdom of God that was made to be one. Jesus said it himself, a kingdom that is divided against itself is not going to stand. This is his kingdom. And the last time I checked, he's still the king. He's still the Lord. He's the only one that is right 100% of the time. 
I am wrong a lot of times. He even showed me that the way I view other people, there are people that I'm just like, oh my goodness, why? Why do they do it that way? Oh, it drives me crazy. I would never do it that way. I would never act that way. It's like you are so full of pride. Just because they do it a different way. Just because they, whatever, do this different, do that different, doesn't make them wrong. It makes them different. And that's okay. That's okay. Think about it. Think about all the little things that we are so stinking picky about. And we think when other people do it a different way, they're wrong. And we're not afraid. Some of us are not afraid to say, you're wrong. And I am right. You can say ouch anytime. I've been saying ouch for months now. I cannot help that my husband does not know how to put spoons and forks in the dishwasher correctly. At least they're in there. So now I just don't say anything. I just, when I open them, I'm like, mm, yeah, turn them around. They all need to be facing. <laughs> Woo! I guess it's uh, only full of pride when you say something about it. And I did once. And then I decided to forget it and just uh, turn them around and laugh. Like, they're probably still going to get clean even if they're facing the other way. Ain't that amazing? <laughs> Ain't that a revelation? <laughs> but what the Lord was speaking to me about this dividing line, he was very specific about it. He said it's the line that's going to divide. It, it began in the beginning when Lucifer drew that line Brother Ayers to say, I'm not wrong. I don't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything. Look at me. I'm just like God. I am beautiful. I am wonderful. And got so full of himself. There is no way he would ever admit to being wrong. And he drew that line of division between him and the Lord. Between heaven and hell. He was kicked out of heaven because of pride. And here we are, 2022, in a world that is drenched in pride. And yes, we live in this world. We're not supposed to be of it, but so many times we take on the ways of the world. And we get so full of our own opinion and that we are right and you are wrong. That division begins to happen right in the kingdom of God. Division begins to happen within the body of Christ. Where if I don't like what you're doing, I can just cut off the hand and say, I don't need the hand. And I can just cut off the foot and say, well, I don't need that foot. They don't see things the way that I see them. And the Lord said, you are the body of Christ. Do not say, I don't need you because you do it different than I do it. 
Don't say to one another, you are of no use to me because you cannot do what I expect you to do. We are the body of Christ. And we cannot allow pride to come between us and cause a dividing line. It's pride. It's pride. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it like it is. It is pride that causes us to argue within our homes. It is pride. We are so stubborn. We want to prove that we are right. We can't even make a truce. We can't even say, well, maybe you could be right about this. We need God. We need God. We do not need this spirit of pride in our lives at all. We are the body of Christ. We belong to the king of kings. And what is sad, we know what the Bible bears out, that there is a heaven and there is a hell. And one day, there's going to be a line drawn. One day, God is going to shut the door. It's not going to be me shutting the door. It's not going to be me drawing the line. It's going to be the Lord. And we are all, each and every one of us will stand before the Lord. And the ones that he will say, enter in, well done, good and faithful servant, will be the ones who first bowed to the Lord before they ever stood before the Lord. But we are in the time right now in a society that everybody thinks they can do it on their own. They really don't need God. They don't realize how desperate they do need God. He is looking for people that will right now bow their knee to him and say, oh God, I don't know how to do this on my own. I submit. I surrender to you. I bow my knee now to you, God. Because the Bible lets us know that one day, whether they want to or not, one day every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. But he would rather it be right now. He would rather it be this side of eternity that we bow our knees to him and say, be the Lord of my life. You are Lord of my life. You are the king of kings. And I bow in submission to you. Pride manifests itself in so many ways. We feel the urge to go and pray for someone. And we stop ourselves because we're worried about what we're going to look like or what we're going to say. Pride keeps us from obedience to the Lord and what he has asked us to do. Think about it. We know we should apologize, but we don't. Why don't we? Because we don't want to look bad. Because we don't want to admit that we're wrong. Because we, it's humbling. It's just flat out humbling to apologize. Nobody wants to admit that they're wrong. It should never 
be in the body of Christ. And let me tell you something. This is something we will work on the rest of our lives. As long as we are breathing and on this earth, we're going to be working on getting rid of pride. Because who wants to admit that they were ever wrong? It just doesn't feel good. I don't want to admit. I don't want to admit to you how ignorant I acted when my husband was sitting in the other room and I needed something. But I didn't want to ask. You may think, well, Sister Burke, that's, you know, that's okay. We all do that. But the Lord was trying to teach me something. You do need others. You might be independent, but you need others. You need to allow others into your life. You can do it on your own, but I don't want you to do it on your own. Because when you do it on your own over and over and over again, you become so independent that you think you don't need anyone. And so the other side of that is that person feels, I'm not needed. And why would we ever want them to feel that way? This is his church. This is his kingdom. We are the body of Christ. He always wants unity. He always wants us to be one. But if we cannot stop finding fault within each other, we will never be one. Isn't it okay that you feel a little bit different about things than I do? It should be. It should be okay. We don't want a bunch of cookie cutter people. Thank God you were raised how you were raised. And I was raised how I was raised. And together we can come together and be the body of Christ. And watch God move among us. And use us for his glory. I don't want pride to separate me from you and you from me. I don't want pride dividing up homes. It is a lie from the enemy to ever think that I am better than you or that you are better than me or you are better than your spouse or you always have the right answer and they're just stupid. That is pride and God hates it. I tell you what I believe he is trying to do. Why? I, I'm asking the Lord, why do you keep talking to me about forgiveness and about purity and about getting yourself right and obedience and things like this and now pride? Why? Because he's trying to get his bride ready. He's coming after Oh, church, I think we have fooled ourselves. We can argue with someone and then come into the house of the Lord and just raise our hands and praise the Lord and think everything is all right. When we know in our heart we should apologize and we should try to stop arguing over the same old things. Because you know what? We're not always right. But he is coming and the Bible says the bride hath made herself ready 
thing that he hates. And he told me it divides. There is a dividing line. It's pride that keeps people from these altars. What is everybody going to think? What if I have to change my ways? I don't want to humble myself in front of everybody. It is time to forget about what everybody else thinks. What does he think? He wants us more than we want to be ready. He wants us to be ready. And there's no room for arrogance in heaven. There is no pride in heaven. The only one, Titus, I thought about the message you preached, saying the only one that could throw the stone did not throw the stone. Well, the only one that could be full of pride, God Almighty, is just the opposite of that. Yes, he knows all. He can argue with you all day long because he is right. His word is right. The only one that could be full of pride and full of himself isn't. He humbled himself. He was the one when the disciples were there that he picked up a towel. And he began to wash the feet of Peter who would deny him. Of Judas who would betray him. He washed the feet. Can we honestly say that we would wash the feet of every single one in the room or every single one in the body of Christ? Or is there someone that you have such contention against that when you see them, you walk the other way? We have got to swallow our pride and submit ourselves to the king of kings and to his word. I'm preaching his word today. This is not my opinion. This is the word of God. He deals with pride so many times in his word. He is against it every time he talks about it. I believe what he is wanting to do is before, before that final line is drawn, he's saying, come on, just do it now. Just do it now. Before that final line is drawn and it's too late. No, we don't hear very much preaching about the lake of fire. And because we don't hear about it, maybe we don't even read about it much, sometimes it just leaves our mind like it's not a real thing, like it's a fantasy world. We love to hear about heaven. And yes, we do love to hear about heaven. But there is a reality check that needs to happen in the body of Christ. Hell is real. And it all started because of pride. Arguments within families that have gone on for a long time where people are not speaking to one another. It should not be 
And if we are the ones that need to make phone calls and apologize, we are the body of Christ. We are to exemplify Christ, the one that humbled himself. The one without sin, the one without pride, who hung on a tree because you and I are full of pride. He did it for us. We need to make things right. We need to make our calling and election sure. It could be another 10 years before the Lord comes, but it could be tonight. It could be tonight. When they were asleep, he came. When they weren't watching, he came. When they weren't ready and had no oil in their lamps, he came. We do not know. And none of us know that we're even promised tomorrow. Walk out there, could die. You know, we don't know. I'm not talking doom and gloom. I'm talking reality. And the spirit of the Lord is drawing his bride. He's saying, come, come closer to me. Reflect my glory in everything that you do. Put away the pride. You are not right all the time. You just have a different opinion. And that's okay to have a different opinion than someone else. But it doesn't make us right. I honestly... I don't care what I have to do to be ready. I don't care who I have to apologize. I don't care what I have to admit. My goal is to be pleasing to God. I want to walk in obedience to him. That is truly what I want. You look at it all throughout the Bible, and Brother Ayers has been talking about Noah, a wonderful man. And what I see in Noah is he just decided he made the choice to obey. And it was the saving of God's people. What would happen if we would put our pride away? Put our selfishness down. Get rid of self and just say, I will obey God. It doesn't even matter what you ask of me. I will obey you, God. What would happen? The effect that it could have on those around us. And maybe we could spread that obedience to someone else and help somebody else see what it's about. This world is not looking for another opinion. They're not looking for someone else to tell them what you need to do. They are looking for someone that's like Jesus Christ. Someone that is of a humble spirit. Someone that really shows the love of God. Why don't we stand and this is what I'm going to ask of us to do. I know what happens when you hear a word like this. The Lord begins to show you.
like a mirror. Can I reflect Christ and keep telling everybody that they're wrong? Can I reflect Christ and keep arguing with my spouse? Can I reflect Christ and think I'm the one that's right in the room and everyone else is wrong? What happens is he begins to allow us to see inside of us. This isn't about, well, Sister Burke just, you know, she's telling us we're all wrong. No, I'm saying we, we as the body of Christ, we need a self-examination. We need to say, God, if there's pride, I cannot have it. Show me and take my word for it. He will. He'll show you all the ways that pride sneaks into our lives. Where we don't need anybody. And we think we're right. But he's showing you I know that right now. I want us to just take some time to talk to Jesus. To talk to Jesus. Stop the excuses right now in your mind. Of why you don't need to bow before him and submit yourself. Why you don't need to apologize. Stop. It does not matter if you were right and they were wrong. That's not what he's asking. He's asking for us to humble ourselves. If he forgets the past, why can't we? I want us to spend some time talking to him right now and say, God, show me. Search my heart. Search my heart, oh God. And see. See if there's any pride in me any prideful ways show me what they are because I want to see them I want to see them so I can repent of them he is calling for submission from us church you can feel free to pray wherever you want to pray God hears you and he loves you. And he is drawing on your heart to submit to him today. He's got things for us to do. And he needs a submitted people to do them. This is not the Lord rebuking you. This is his instruction for the hour. Because he loves us. 
because He loves us. 